0: Amen. Let's open our Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to begin reading in verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. We're going to read uh, through the end of the chapter, verse 16. Very, very important passage of Scripture. Difficult to say, you know, we have a favorite passage, but this could be one of mine. Uh, so we're going to talk about tonight how to be spiritual. Uh, easier said than done, uh, but we're going to look at some principles. All of us ought to seek to be a spiritual person. First of all, to know the definition and to know what it means and how to live it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So if you look at verse 15, it says, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. So we want to look at some principles on he that is spiritual. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the study. We yield your Holy Spirit that he would direct us and lead and guide us as to what to say and how to say it. And that he would open our hearts and our minds. uh, That we would have the mind of Christ and we'd understand what that means. To know our own spirit and then the things of the Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom to discern and to use our senses and exercise them and to see all these aspects of being spiritual. We pray that you would remind us of some things and reestablish some things and for some, help us to set a goal to uh, on a quest to be spiritual. And we ask these things in Jesus' name amen this is very important passage about spirituality and the Bible tells us you can't even understand this unless it's revealed to you by the Spirit and so remember you have capital S is the Holy Spirit little s is our spirit the spirit of man so I remind you, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and 24, we are made in the image of God, we uh, one God in three, all one, body, soul, and spirit. So you must use your spirit to connect to the Holy Spirit. So very simple, bodies relate to other bodies. All right, the flesh relates to other flesh. Souls relate to other souls. So you might have a personality, uh, certain idiosyncrasies, backgrounds, these types of things. Uh, That is our soul. We live in a body of flesh, and then spirits communicate with other spirits. Now, if you do not know your own spirit, and how to determine the difference between your spirit and your soul, and your spirit and your flesh. There's no way you're ever going to come in contact with, in a meaningful way, the Holy Spirit of God, because the things of the Spirit are revealed by the Spirit. So, your spirit then, uh, first must be recognized, and then, you must be spiritual in your own spirit, so then you can communicate with and be filled with and led by the Holy Spirit of God. Very, very important. So we're not talking, you know, so everybody is spiritual to some degree. Uh, Most, their spirit though is dead to God, so they cannot communicate with the Holy Spirit because they're lost and then so they will be controlled by some other spirit all right you've seen at rock concerts everybody gets out their lighter like light. you know they're, they're they're spiritual all right wrong spirit and so there are spirits in the bible of infirmity that can make your body sick blindness uh dumbness deafness There are spirits that can uh, sustain an infirmity and make it a sickness be drawn out and last longer than it would have. Uh, Jealousy is a spirit. Envy, bitterness, competition. You know, you'll hear of it said of athletes, uh, that's the most competitive person I've ever met. That's a spirit of competition to be Better or faster than someone else. So uh, we need to first of all understand we are a body, a soul, and a spirit as it relates to the Godhead. So God the Father is the soul of the Godhead. Jesus Christ is the image of the Father, the body, visible, and then the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit. We are made. In his image. So it plainly tells us that in verse 10, it's going to be revealed only by the Spirit. So you're not going to get this from Hollywood or a book or a place or a person. It's going to come from the Spirit, capital S, and then the Spirit is going to search. So you have this searching. A lot of people do not like to be searched by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gonna search your spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching the inward parts of the belly. You know, a lot of times we're going through difficulties and we're kind of searching. You might be being searched. If the spirit's working in your life, he's gonna search you out. What is going on in your life? So you have this aspect of searching Uh, in the invisible internal. And then it tells us in verse 11, what uh, man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So your spirit will reveal you, to you. If you do not yield to your spirit in a sense, to be spiritual, you will not know what's troubling you what is moving upon you, what is searching you, you first of all have to be spiritual enough to let the Spirit reveal you to you. The things of a man are revealed. You know, if you're bothered, your Spirit will reveal to you what's bothering you. Yeah, you, know, you ever ask somebody, what's eating you? Man, you seem, you seem uneasy. There's something bothering you uh, and most people are going to blame it on somebody else. It's them. They did this. They said that. Now the, the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophet. You can use free will to change your attitude. So you got to be spiritual. Now, it says in verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world it's the exact opposite of the spirit of the world but it says the spirit which is of god now notice that's a little less spirit of god not holy spirit of god and remember there's seven spirits of god before the throne of god you can read this in the book of revelation they are listed in uh, isaiah chapter 11. there are seven spirits before the throne of god has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit of God. A lot of people have never been taught this, but the, uh, the Spirit of God, it says, is the opposite of the Spirit of the world. And what's going to happen? That we might know the things that are freely given to us. So you have to have a searching and a revealing of the knowledge and the things God has given to us and most people are unaware of these things. They're either ignorant or willingly ignorant. And then it says in verse 13, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. So then we have this comparing. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? Speaketh. And If you're spiritual, it's not going to be the spirit of the world. And so then we see the natural man cannot receive these things in verse 14. Uh, Of the spirit of God, why? They are foolishness unto him. There is no ability to connect because they have not been given the Holy Spirit and then They're not using their spirit. So remember, if you're saved, that just gives you the potential to be spiritual. Doesn't mean necessarily you're going to automatically be spiritual. Now you have the potential, and when you have this potential, you have to be spiritual. How? By recognizing the flesh, recognizing the spirit of the world, recognizing the souls of men and then recognizing your own spirit to discern what's in you and then I always say the most important relationship with life is with who yourself you know a lot of people well it's with God no until you can get yourself right with you you can never get yourself right with God until you admit what God has revealed to you about you through the searching, you will never know the Spirit of God, the things of the Spirit of God. So once again, we're not talking about keeping Austin weird, and they're doing a good job of that, uh, by the spirit of the world. It's your spirit being in tune with your spirit, recognizing it. Then using your spirit to be in contact with the Holy Spirit, and then, being spiritual. And all these things have to work in uh, harmony. So, I'm going to give you a, just a very brief overview. Six requirements, by way of introduction, uh, to be spiritual. So, number one, you must know the Word of God. You must know the Word of God. You cannot be spiritual and be biblically ignorant. It's not going to happen. You know, so many people, the old old saying about preachers, mama called, daddy sent, and God's not in their life. And a lot of people try to interpret the Word of God without understanding biblical principles of interpretation or rightly dividing the Word of Truth through dispensationalism but they're trying to interpret the Bible without the Spirit of God. It's not going to happen. So Jesus said in John 6.63, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Word. And John 8.32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John 17.17, Jesus said, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. So, you cannot be spiritual unless you know the Word of God. How many people are sincere, but sincerely wrong? They're very spiritual, but the wrong spirit. And uh, we say they got off on some hobby horse doctrine, or they're imbalanced, or they get brainwashed, really. But a lot of people are very intense, Yeah, they're spiritual, not the right type of spirit. Because the Spirit is going to lead and guide you into all truth. That's what Jesus said. He says, I'm going back to the Father, but I will not leave you comfortless. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He will do exactly what I would have done if I were still there bodily. So the benefit is no longer is the Spirit limited to Christ, because in Him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You can know God. You can walk with God. So a true church, what we're trying to do is learn the Word of God, and then you're supposed to go out and you walk with God. You know God for you. You be spiritual. Uh, The Bible says God hates the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which is... Up with the clergy, down with the laity, like most Christendom. You know, uh, you don't. You're not good enough to know God. Let us tell you what it said. Then they try to keep the good stuff from it. No, you go read it on your own. It says in uh, Acts 17, the Bereans were more noble than they. They went and searched the Scriptures daily, if these things were so so you're supposed to go read your bible yield to the holy spirit and learn truth and be spiritual which is the exact opposite of the spirit of the world so we need to read the bible daily you have to be on schedule and have a regimen or it will never happen and then you have to use your intellect and your memory to rehearse because repetition is the key to learning, and you hide the Word in your heart. You have to hide it in there, and when, and then when you do, you will immediately recognize things contrary to the Spirit. So, the old preachers used to say, that's not ringing true. You know, you'll hear something, like, that didn't sound right. You'll, you'll automatically know through the discernment of the Spirit, by knowledge of the Word of God, that's not true. You'll just, that doesn't sound right. And it, it takes that long. There is no fellowship or connection. So remember, in knowing the Word of God, so important, the Word of God and the Holy Spirit never ever contradict. There's a lot of wannabes who say, well, god's working in my life the spirit's leading me and they're doing the exact opposite of what the bible tells them uh that automatically tells you that's not the spirit of god so very important uh learn these principles you say well how do you learn the bible you just start where you're at you start reading it just you, you know i open the bible i say Father, I didn't write this. I can't understand it. I yield to the Holy Spirit the best way I know how. Teach me truth. And I, did, and I have notes. If anything stands out, I write it down. If I have any questions, I write it down. And you will be surprised how much you can learn in a very short amount of time. Now, this is a lifelong process, we know. So, number one. You have to know the Word, and you have to have the Word, which is what? The King James Bible. Amen. You know, you're not going to learn the Spirit with the NIV or the ESV, or I don't even know these versions. And it's not even a perversion. It's not the Bible. It's an imposter that calls itself a Bible. It's not a Bible. So, the Spirit and the Word are one with the father read first john five they bear record they're one there and they are one they agree so some people will say i feel led you know we've always said no you should say i feel red yeah. you know and, and i i really know this i've studied it there is a bible principle for any situation in your life if you study it there's a principle That deals with any and every situation that could ever arise. So, number one, you got to know the Word of God, or you're not going to be spiritual. How many people try to be spiritual by ignoring the Bible? You know, I'll go up to Garner, hug some trees, uh, you know, go to a seminar, paganism, dance around a fire, you know, whatever. We'll walk the road to Emmaus as some denominations do. Uh, Yeah, watch out. If somebody says their life got changed and it didn't originate with the Bible, something's fishy. And it's a dead fishy. And it smells. It's not right. Alright, so number one, you have to know the Bible. If you don't have one, we'll get you a copy. Uh, Number two, you must reject your own instincts and intuition now you ever heard of the old sixth sense instinct intuition that's good when your wife knows you did something wrong and they don't even know what you did but there's something they just know okay that's not the spirit of god that's called your own spirit of instinct and uh, intuition. Basically, that's of the flesh and your soul. That's not of the Spirit of God. A lot of people confuse these. And then, they replace one, or misidentify, or they, they, they don't know the terminology, and they'll get some sense and blame it on the Holy Spirit. And it is a spiritual sense. You know, there, there are certain people that know these things. And some people are better at it than others. And some people are more spirit than others. You may, spiritual, you may meet a person and go, there's something wrong with I don't like that person. Now, that doesn't mean you're mean or you don't care about their soul. It just means, there's not, I don't, that person's got a bad attitude. They, you, you know what I'm talking about. And some women are better at that than men. You know, and we're supposed to learn and consider, they're not right every time, but a lot of times they're right. You know, my wife will say, "Don't trust that guy," and I'll say, "Why?" I just I don't know. I don't, I've got a feeling. You know, <laughs> I just got this feeling. Uh, is it right every time? A lot of times she's right, but is that the spirit of God? No, that's just a intuition of of the spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit, and if if you don't distinguish between the two, you're not going to be spiritual with the Holy Spirit, Uh, you're going to make a mistake. So a lot of people develop a bad attitude by misidentifying intuition or instinct as the Holy Spirit. Can't do that. You know, uh, so I just don't like that person's personality. Well. Who says you're supposed to like everybody's personality? They may be totally right with God. has nothing to do with their personality. Who knows? Well, I'll tell you how you'll know. Do you have fellowship through the communion of the Holy Spirit? That's how you'll know. So, you have to reject your own instinct and intuition. This is a part of what we read uh, in verse 11. You cannot know what's in you without your own spirit so when this comes up you should say was that my own instinct like a cat you know a cat can't help it it's going to hunt God put it in a cat hunts merciless merciless they're cruel you have to ask yourself was that my own instinct was that my own intuition or was that the Holy Spirit that perfectly harmonizes with the written Word of God. All right? Uh, Number three, and this is a little bit repetitious, but you must then have a discerning spirit, little s. Your spirit must be discerning. Now, what does that mean? To discern means every situation, you filter it through the truth. And so if it filters through you'll say yes this is of god this is of the holy spirit uh, this is my spirit i understand i can relate i now can understand another person's spirit by discerning and then you can have your spirit walking in contact and in concert yielded to and filled with god's spirit so if you do not discern, you will never be spiritual. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with questioning things. You don't want to be cynical. You don't want to be a troublemaker or a doubter, but you're, you just question it. Let me, I always say, let me think about this a while. Uh, I try to live by Isaiah 26, I don't know what verse it is. He that believeth shall not make haste. Let me think about this. You know, we talk, let me weigh this. In the old days, they'd say, let me chew on on that for a while. Uh, You want to discern. And if you do, the Holy Spirit will show you if it's from God's Spirit or another spirit. And if it is, it will harmonize with the written Word of God. So you have to have a discerning, Spirit, I say it again, first with your spirit. Now, you're not going to know what's in you except by your spirit. You're not going to know it with your flesh, and you're not going to know it with your soul. You know, some people get a stomach ache, and they make a spiritual decision off of a belly ache. And I remember when, when we were kids, we'd whine and complain in Oklahoma, and they called it, it belly aching. And my dad says, quit your belly aching, boy. Quit your, quit your belly aching. You know how many people will get a, a stomach ache or a headache and turn it into a spiritual unction? That's of the flesh. That has nothing to do. So if, you're, if you have a discerning spirit, you'll go, hey, I might be totally right with God in the right place, but I got a stomach ache. I have enough discernment to know the difference. Or... You know, I don't think I'm in a very good mood today. (laughs) You'll know. I think I'm a little bit, maybe, might have a bad attitude. I've used my spirit to discern what's in me. All right? So, know yourself first. Then you can know other people. When you get real spiritual, you'll know when people are talking about you behind your back. You'll know. You will have discernment to see fakes, imposters, Show offs. In Oklahoma, they call them put ons. Uh, people with a bad spirit. They don't have to even show it on their face. They say, that guy's got a bad spirit. All right, number four. Next, very simple. You must be yielded to the Holy Spirit of God. So, you must be aware of His presence and always yielded to him because you know what's going to happen if you're a spiritual person you'll want to yield to your spirit not his spirit and your spirit in an instinct or an intuition way not in using your spirit to serve God remember Paul said you ought to write this down in Romans 1 9 Paul said I serve God with my spirit little s How do you serve God? Not with your body. Not with... You You serve God with your spirit. So, if you're not aware that the Holy Spirit lives in you, you can't yield to Him, and you cannot be filled with Him and controlled by Him, empowered by Him, taught by Him. He will not reveal what He searched. So if He's searching what's in you, he wants to reveal what he found when he searched. And the only way that can happen, you have to start comparing some things. So you have revealing, or searching, uh, revealing, knowing, and then what does it say? Comparing. Now, Brother House taught us. He, I don't know how he did it. He yielded the Holy Spirit seven times a day on schedule so think about we use the illustration if someone lived in your home with you and you never knew they were there some of you may have a ghost in it no i just joking you better find out so someone could be living in your home you never knew it or what would happen if you never recognized their presence not one time. So you get up in the morning, you go to the bath t- bathroom, you go to the kitchen, you ma- and here's a person sitting on your couch. You don't say hello. You don't recognize them. You They're there, but you just ignore them. Or maybe they're standing over in the corner behind a lampshade. You don't even know they're there. How are they going to feel? They're going to get their feelings hurt. So this is what the Bible calls grieving the Holy Spirit. Uh, Quenching is when you don't let Him have His way. But when you do something uh, commission, rather than omission, you can grieve or quench. But, how do you think the Holy Spirit would feel? Because it says in Genesis, My Spirit shall not always strive with man. There's a deadline Knows for the loss you can cross, he'll never draw you again. Uh, In Noah's preaching, he gave them 120 years to repent. He was building the ark, they did not repent, God made it rain, they all drowned. So the principle is, you can grieve the Holy Spirit by doing what he told you not to, or quench him by not doing what he told you to do, or, just ignoring him, you know. You know when the uh, the wife gives you the silent treatment. <laughs> we call it the silent or the cold shoulder. You know, and you said, and it's the old question that old joke. You say, "What did I do wrong, honey?" And then, you know, what she said, "Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you." <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. And then, they're hoping you'll hang yourself and start listing your offenses, which those weren't the ones that... uh, How how does that feel for the man? Living in a house where they won't even talk to you? The cold shoulder? You know what's sad? Most of us do that to the Holy Spirit. He lives in our body. We get up in the morning. Don't acknowledge He's there. Go to bed. Don't acknowledge He's there. Dream all night, don't acknowledge that. Get up in the morning, go to work. Don't even acknowledge His presence. And the only way you're gonna do that, you have to first acknowledge your spirit's presence to be spiritual. Then your spirit will reveal to you the Spirit of God. So, you know, if you can't go to bed praying the Bible into your life, memorizing and having some good spiritual dream. Uh, how are we going to be spiritual? Uh, we're going to run out of time. Uh, we, we will end after this one. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Very, very important passage. And the way that you do this to become spiritual, once you've done these things which have laid the foundation preceding, is you have to exercise your senses. Spiritual exercise. Put them into practice. So let's just look at, for lack of time, verse 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So, uh, the last one is judgment. We'll, We'll go back and review this, Lord willing. But number five, you have to use your spirit to yield to the Holy Spirit, to let Him search, to find out and reveal what He knows so then you can start comparing some things right and comparing it is discerning between good and evil and so you can just look that's good that's evil you can i'm not judging that there it is i use my senses is that a good song or a bad song is that a good sound or a bad sound is that a good place or a bad place Is that a good news broadcast or bad news? Are there any good ones? You you use them, and as you do, it says you can handle the meat of the Word, not the milk of the pablum. The, The average Christian can't even handle the milk of the Word, much less the meat of the Word. And the way you get spiritual, you have to grow your spiritual molars and chew on the meat of the Word. The deep things of God. We, we read in our text, the Spirit searcheth what? The deep things of God. Not the shallow, not the beginner things, which we all need. The, the deep, deep things of God. And he that is spiritual does what? Judgeth all things. All things. Now, the world would have you believe. You have a bad attitude if you live this way. God says that's the way to be spiritual. All right, we're out of time. If you have any questions, let me know.